Have you ever sat down and specifically identified your farm's culture? If you're shaking your head and saying, no, I certainly haven't, you're not alone. Farm culture is not a common conversation that we have, but it affects every aspect of our farming operation. Hi everyone, my name is Amber Roberts and I'm your host for this special episode of Becoming a Great Farm Supervisor. I'll be joined by my colleague, Nathan Halinski, who's going to share with us how the culture of your farm is essentially its personality, how it shapes the core beliefs that you hold true to your operation and the impact that it has on employee engagement, employee culture, and productivity. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Nathan. I want to thank everyone for joining. I am Nathan Holensky. I'm with the University of Minnesota Extension. I have been with the University of Minnesota Extension for five years now. I do a lot of topics on labor management, employee management, like this here today. I do a lot of talks on land rent, financial management, farm transfer, egg taxation. We cover a wide variety of educational topics and we try to be real timely with them. Today's discussion is going to focus on farm culture, but I want to have a little bit of a discussion about here personal and business culture. How do they differ? Farming is unique because you live where you work, you work where you live a lot more commonly than you do with other businesses. You think of a hardware store in town, they don't typically live in the back of the business. You don't have a house and your business on the same lot. Farming is unique that way. A lot of times your employees are, are maybe family members. You have your son, daughter, in-laws, nieces, nephews helping you out on the farm. Maybe they're trying to take the farm over. So you work with family uh, more than other businesses. Other businesses certainly do hire family, but they don't all live on the same place. Farming is unique. Your personal culture, maybe that's going to be your religion, your ethnicity. And maybe again, some people associate with their ethnicity or their, their culture more than others. There's nothing wrong with that, but does that go into the business? When you drive into the business, can you see what their personal culture is? Or is there a clear difference between their business and personal culture. On the farm, do you say, hey, we're a religious family? A lot of farms have a big sign at the end of their yard saying, we sell our milk to this cooperative, and this is the name of the husband, wife, and kids, whatever the, the case is. Sometimes they put you know, a cross on there in terms of their Christian faith. I just want you guys to, to think on this as, as we move forward throughout this talk. You know, so culture that comprises an organization's widely shared values, symbols, behaviors, assumptions. Some farms are a little more timely in getting things done. They're very organized. We want to have, you know, everything planted by this date. And obviously that's weather dependent, but they're really strict on getting things done. And maybe the next farmer over is like, well, we'll get to it. We have free time some of their repairs that are needed. Maybe the equipment still works and runs, but you, you need to update a few things. You need to tighten a few things, whatever it is, but some are more apt at 
Eating was done in a timely fashion. That's part of the culture of that farm. The organization's underlying social architecture. So how is it put together? There's no one right culture. We're not saying one's right, one's wrong. We're just saying that, what is it on your farm? There is a right culture for your business. What works for you and your employees? The core values. So the question here, what do I want to live by? What are some of these core values that you have for your farm? What is something that's important? Core values, they're going to emerge, you know, naturally from your farm. You can see that your farm, what some of their core values are. What are the three to five? We don't want to have a list of 20 different core values. But what are some of the one, two, three, four, five? What are some of these guidelines that you use? On your farm, we want to safety. That's one of your guidelines. We want to have the animals safe. We want to have our employees safe. We want to keep everybody safe. That's a pretty good guideline. But what are some of these other ones that you have for your farm? And you can see as neighboring farmers, as families that have different farms, as you drive around, you can see them. As you drive around the countryside and see different farms along the road, some maybe their yards are a little bit cleaner. All the equipment's put away in the shed. The next one has stuff all over the place, parked haphazardly here or there. That's part of their culture vision. This ties in with here as well, but the basis for feelings of meaningful work. So how do you get your employees motivated? What's their emotional reason for working? How do they feel like what they're doing on your farm is relevant, is important, is worthwhile. Maybe your employees, this is a part-time, short-time gig. I just want to get a paycheck for the summer and move on to life, go back to school. No, that's fine. As long as they understand what they're getting themselves into. But some of your other long-term employees are more than a month. You know, why do they keep coming to your farm for employment? Do they come there for more than just a paycheck? Why do they think that you are a good company to work for. What is the basis of feelings for meaningful work? Why do they come there and not go to somewhere else? Maybe it's just simply pay. I want to get a paycheck. Well, you can get a paycheck in a lot of different places. And so understanding what draws employees to your business is important in maintaining those employees. Understanding that they come here because we treat them with respect. We give them responsibilities that make them feel like they are knowledgeable and that they are respected because they can make some of these decisions on their own. We're not micromanaging them so that all they simply can do is one thing at a time, come back to us and ask what's the next step. But giving people meaningful work. I want everyone to think on this. And just understand, why, why do our employees come back and not say, hey, I'm going to go somewhere else for a job? Employees, this is a, a quote, Patrick Lencioni does a lot of uh, leadership books on this topic. This one's from the book titled The Advantage. Employees in every organization, at every level, need to know that at the heart of what they do, is something grand and inspirational.
We want these employees to understand that by milking these cows, by harvesting these crops, you know, we're, we're feeding the world, being eco-friendly, if that's something that's on your mind or something that you're cognizant about. We're here to have a sustainable farm to feed the next generation. Whatever your thought process is, but we do want to think about this. If our employees come here just simply for a paycheck and the next job opportunity that pays more, they're going to leave. We want to avoid that. We want to have a low employee turnover by emphasizing these things and knowing why your employees stick around is very important. The point is understanding what makes your employees tick and what makes them stick around in your business versus going elsewhere. Here's some examples from some well-known companies then the family farm down the road. We have Apple. Everyone knows Apple. They make a lot of iPhones. They make a lot of iPads. That's what they do. So their, their quote here, challenge the status quo. Well, in this case, they're saying we want to push the envelope and make the next best thing. Challenge the status quo. Make something that's never been heard of before. The iPhone, when it came out, was a, a very new idea. The smartphone in your pocket that could do a lot of things that your traditional flip phone could not. Challenge the status quo. Disney, again, provide good, clean fun. These are kind of family-friendly quotes. With a family farm, that's a probably appropriate topic. These large companies that maybe spend a lot of money on thinking about what quote, what words to put down, but thinking about this and how it relates to your farm is, is something worthwhile. Think on this, healthy animals, or if you're a, a crop farm, healthy crops, healthy soils, animals is just the, the thing that we have in here, equals successful farms. If you have good soils, if you have healthy animals, you're gonna be productive in terms of your bushels per acre, your milk per cow, your net weight on, on your finished beef. We can correlate that healthy animals equals successful farms. We don't have these sick animals. We don't have high vet bills, successful farms. Move that on. Healthy people, that's gonna to equate to happier and more successful people. Seems logical, work with me. Healthy business culture, that's gonna be lead to more productive, engaged, satisfied employees having people engaged, having them understand what, why your farm is still here. You know, what makes the farm go? What makes the employees stick around? Focusing on this, thinking about it. And most farms probably in the back of their mind know where they're at and know some of these, these thought processes about their mission statements and visions about their farm. Writing them down and telling their employees about that is a next step that not every farm does. I'm just going to interrupt quickly and reiterate some of the things that Nathan had said there about creating that mission statement. If you just listened to that and went, wow, we really should have a mission statement written down, but I'm not entirely sure what to do. We have resources about how do you identify those core farm values? And then how can you put them together in a way that makes a congruent mission statement? I would take it even one step further than what Nathan was arguing. We have a colleague uh, down in the South who says, paint it on the barn door. 
I think that that's really important to stress beyond just writing it down and having it somewhere, having it in an employee handbook. Is there somewhere physical that you can put it up that you and your employees are going to see every single day to give you that reminder? When we write our mission statement down, that is a constant reminder. When we can see it every day, when we have it in words, this is what we're working towards. This is why it's so important. Thanks for letting me interrupt there, Nathan. No, those are good words, Amber. Thank you for, for sharing that. But yeah, she had a good point. Again, writing this down, and, and as Amber suggested, putting this on your barn, putting this in your shop, make a little sign up that says, you know, our mission statement is to, to feed the world. That's very generic. Hopefully you can put a little bit of a twist on there, a little bit more relevant to your farm and it's specific to what you're doing different from every other farm down the road. But again, writing that down, sharing that is a big step. So if you bring in some new employees, maybe they have a different personal culture. That doesn't mean that they're bad employees, it's just that you need to train them or show them, hey, this is how we do it. Cultural self-awareness, becoming aware of your own culture. You know, you know what makes you tick and discovering the unique ways of your culture. So how are you different? What are some things that you do differently than others? That's the, the thought process for this first half of the talk is thinking about how we differ, what makes us tick, you know, and is it true for my culture? Is it true for others? Recognizing the world consists of many cultures and each are different from each other. Different viewpoints can lead to new ideas and greater success. 